Welcome to the Everyday Mormon Podcast, where your hosts will discuss their daily life experiences, all while being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, let's meet your hosts, Moose, Mike, and Ben. Welcome, everybody, to the Everyday Mormon Podcast, EMP, as we like to call it around here. You have got Moose, uh, Ben, and Mike here tonight. Of course, you guys are here. Um, yeah, George. Yeah, I'm always here. I give you the thumbs up, so it sounds good. Ah, yeah, that's so great for the podcast listeners can see your thumbs up or your virtual thumb up, really. Uh, and uh, tonight we're gonna we're gonna discuss some of the topics that we've kind of uh, briefly talked about during the week, and wanted to know uh, what everyone's opinion was on uh, what we're talking about. So if you have a topic that you'd like to hear, feel free to email us at podcast at everydaymormonpodcast and that will get your email. We'll respond. You'll know that we're talking about your subject. I got emailed a topic, actually, and it was pretty interesting when I got emailed a topic. It's pretty close to me is um, tattoos. So as you guys know, and as the fans do not know, I have tattoos. And I don't have one or two quarter size tattoos. I have pretty lengthy, big tattoos that cover all my arms and my legs and, uh-huh. and things of that nature. So obviously, I got the tattoos before I was a member. And uh, that was one of the things when I was investigating that was very concerning for me because you don't see too many members with tattoos. Yeah. So um, so when I was investigating, you know, there was like, oh, no, don't worry about the tattoos. No big deal. But I'll tell you this much. So I've gone through. I remember now. I'm baptized. And I, I, I'm self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll tell you why. When I go to church when I'm speaking to other members and they don't have it, I feel that they look at me a little different. Hmm. Okay. And, and the reason for, maybe it's just me. It's probably obviously is me, <laughs> but I, I, I feel they look at me different because they don't have it. And the very first thing, a lot of the times I feel is that they, they kind of do the scan and they look you up and down and they look at your arms. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so look at this guy. You know, so that's what, go, that's what goes on in my head. Look at this guy. Mm-hmm. So, but I also have seen, and maybe it's because I've looked for it, where there's more members that have tattoos than you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and because they're converts and, and of that nature. So I, what do you think when you guys first saw me and you first got to know me, you see this guy tattoos from shoulder to wrist. What, what, what was your first thought? All right. So do you want us to respond to the tattoo piece or just when we first saw <laughs> yeah, you? No, no, no. First, I want to hit the first saw me piece because, you know, that's interesting. Uh, well, that's, like a, do some that's another. That's a whole different other podcast, I think. I don't even know if that uh, belongs on this one. <laughs> it belongs on this podcast. You're absolutely uh, okay, right. okay. So we'll pass. <laughs> uh, I definitely want to hear that off air. Um, let's, let's go ahead and uh, what do you think about the tattoo piece in general? Uh, so I, I want to talk about a couple of things, I guess, that you mentioned. And one of those would be what... Um, what what people think of you? If do they think they give you the scan? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. I I I would too, but I do that to everybody. I think. Now, <laughs> is it is it more prevalent to someone who has tattoos? Maybe, maybe I just want to see your tattoos. But I would also say that I think more people have tattoos than any other time that that I can remember growing up. Like I see way more people with tattoos. So is not so uncommon or it's not just restricted to the military or to prison or to, which is what I think Thanks. of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so it, it, it's just one of those things where you go, well, you just kind of see it and you go, Oh, all right. 
and you move on. Because I know plenty of members with tattoos for sure, and I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that big of a deal um, that you had them. I mean, I, I, it is a big deal to get rid of them, <laughs> like you know, because I know a lot of celebrities who have gone through a lot of procedures and spent a lot of money removing tattoos that they wish they would have not never gotten. But they're not members of the church. So what's your take on would you do it over again? Would you do the same thing? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you don't know. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think I wouldn't. Uh, I went through a phase growing up. Obviously, I think that's most people go through a phase. Um, I did, you know, as I was growing up, but I hung out in a tattoo shop. And it was like, I, I was almost like, hey, oh, new tattoo. Yeah, let's try it out. Let's go ahead and put one on. I mean, I, I guess it sounds kind of silly talking about it now. But, you know. <laughs> But, you know, that's was the honest truth. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you know, obviously, as you grow up and if you like tattoos, you like the way they look because it's something new. It's colorful. It's different. Yeah. And so you, you want to put another one. Now, as, a, as an older adult and gone through what I've gone through in life and being a member of the church, um, I, I would tell you, I probably wouldn't have them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost I'm almost certain I wouldn't because when I'm at work, it's the same feeling. Hmm. Interesting. OK, I was going to say that is interesting because I'm I'm. Going along with what Moose was talking about, I think people, um, they feel judged when they get looked at, regardless of what the look is. I think we feel judged. Um, so when people come in to church and you have tattoos, and, and like for me, again, like Moose said, when I look at somebody and I, they have tattoos, I'm, and I think probably most members think this, I wonder what their background is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who are these people? Uh, what, what can I do to get to know them? And so we're, we're, we're staring Without realizing that we're staring, um, and it's not in judgment, but it's in what can we what what can we part can we play in their life? As I'm stuttering over myself here, what part can we be involved with, or what's their story? I want to get to know them, and like Moose said, what is the tattoo? I'm curious. Yeah. So it's not just a judgment piece, and I know that, and and out west here, um, it's uh, it's probably a little more common where I'm where I'm at here in Las Vegas. I see that quite often throughout some members that have tattoos and none of them that I've talked to ever feel judged at just talking to them, but people are curious. And so they just want to be involved and know about you. That's, I think that's what's more, more truth than, than a judgment piece. Yeah. You know, and, and to, to add to that, you know, when I was talking about, you know, even at work, so, you know, obviously um, I manage a place and, and, and the place when I'm fully, I'm fully covered up. So you don't see it. So, and I feel that when I'm not covered up or if I have a polo shirt per se, I feel like, you know, when someone says, you know, can I speak to a manager and they say, oh, this guy's a manager. Hmm. It's like, you know, like, you know, I, again, it can be a me thing, yeah. but it, you can't help but think that. So that's why when you ask me if I would, if I would do it over again, I probably wouldn't because of that feeling. Because of that feeling. That's interesting. I, I have two things or two uh, a train of thoughts when it comes to doing it over again. And, and you know, one of the things that comes up in the church is because we're told to, you know, treat our bodies like a temple. Correct. And, yes. you know, I don't think the bishop's going to advise you to go get a tattoo. So, <laughs> so, I, so it's an important piece when you think of being, you know, uh, uh, you know, treating your body as a temple. But so two two things come to mind when I come to any tattoo, because when I was younger, I remember seeing them and, you know, like I said, military, you know, prison. The other the other one was uh um and, and kung fu movies. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Oh, so, they, yes. so they would get these tattoos and they were super, super bad. They were super cool. 
And I, by the way, uh, we don't call them tattoos at my house with my kids. We call them uh, skin stickers. And, skin uh, stickers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah I, I remember uh, your little one telling me, I, can't, I want to color my arms. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Why does he have colors on his arms? Yes. And, and so, you know, so sometimes when we get them out of like the cereal box or whatever, you know, they have these, these you know, Disney characters or, or whatever. And, uh, and, he, and so they'll, yeah, for, like, they call them, they call them uh, skin stickers. Oh, daddy, can I put a skin sticker on? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll put one over here. Um, <laughs> and, and so anyway, so there's two thoughts in my mind. And one is, it, it, to me, it's art. And, it's, and sometimes it's good art. Sometimes it's not so good art when I look at tattoos on people. And uh, I, I, I think to myself, hmm, you know, I wouldn't have gotten that. And so, <laughs> so but, but not just because, and uh, because I always thought that maybe I would get one because of my Kung Fu movies, you know, that I would, I would get a, you know, a nice dragon or a, or a, or a, how, how a, close were you, Moose? How a tiger. Close? Never, never close at all. But oh, I always okay. thought that. <laughs> I, I'm talking about like, a, like, you know, 11 or 12. Um, right. Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, but I always thought that, you know, I'd get, but I never, never even really considered it even being a non-member during that, you know, my youth. B- but as I'm older, I look at it as, as art. And I think, you know, cause when I talk to people about their tattoos, they're like, well, I, because I like it, you know, it looks good. It's me or it's, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, why not just get that on a, you know, a canvas and put it in your room or get a shirt made of it and wear it. Because eventually, not all art is, you know, made by, you know, Vincent Van Gogh. You know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's stuff that's not in museums the entire time. A lot of art, you look at it, even comic books. You look at comic books and you go, you know, from the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s to now, it's completely changed or, or animation on, on, you know, cartoons on television. And, and so art changes. And when you see some of the old stuff, you're like, hmm. That doesn't look as good as I thought it did. It's funny you say that. Yeah. It's funny you say that because so, the, the tattoos that I have and the time I got them were the style. Right. So you, you know, thicker lines, classic look, whatever it may be. Right. And now it's different. And so, and even now as I have them on and I wear them, I don't even realize I have them because I don't pay attention to them anymore. Interesting. And, well, you know, when they also change shape as you get older. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your Jack Skellington, it, it looks uh, completely different now. He looks like... Um well, he looks like Dumbo now. Uh, from... <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty different. <laughs> but your body has changed, Ben. It's it's changed. Uh, so anyway, I always look at that and I always think, well, if you want, if you really like something, just buy it and put it on a wall, and you can carry it in your pocket, or you can, you know, put it on a, a your your eyeglasses if you want. Eventually, you change that out, kind of like a hairstyle. You ever look back mm-hmm. in your old yearbook yeah. or something like that, or pictures when you were younger, or or, or when you were. I say when you're younger, it doesn't matter, like youth, but you know, you could be 20 and you look at that hair and go, hmm, what was I thinking? Or your makeup, <laughs> if you're a lady, you know, your makeup style, like the, the, the 80s makeup versus now is completely oh. different. It's just night and day. So you wouldn't do it the same way. And Sem- semi, semi-permanent skin stickers. Semi-permanent, right. <laughs> uh, so the other thing, my other thought is, um, would you, how do you explain it to children? And if they see it, do you, would you, would you say yes? Or, you know, like, Oh, I can't wait to get a tattoo when I'm older, daddy. Like, is that the mentality? Do we, do we have that same explanation of going, mm-hmm. you know, what is that conversation like? I don't know. I can only imagine because I don't, 
I don't have that yeah. one. But it's it's just one of those where I go, hmm, you know what? I'd prefer not to have that conversation. That's so, to me. I just go, no, we we just don't do that because of the reasons why X, Y's, and C's, and that's it. So, you, you know, it's funny is that um, as you bring that topic up with the conversation piece, obviously you know I have a six year old. Everyone knows I have a six year old. He doesn't ask me. Yeah, he did, I like it. It may be that since he's always seen it that way, that it doesn't mean you know it doesn't mean anything to him. Whereas if he wasn't exposed to it and then all of a sudden he sees it, then, you know, hey, what's that? Like, you know, how your kids may sometimes ask me, you know. So um, that's an interesting way to put it. And I don't I, – I almost think that he has no interest in it as well because he doesn't ask me. He doesn't touch my arms and say what's this or what's that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like maybe it's just a birthmark. Yeah. But well, um, the conversation's coming when he gets older. Yeah. And, then and, he and, goes, that's, and that's different. That's different. So, you know, and that, and that conversation, I will be honest with him. I say, listen, I got this at a time where, you know, it was different. And, um, you know, I, I would choose differently now. So I would, you know, beg him to not – Think that way. Do you think it's better to have that conversation now than rather than wait till he gets older? I'm just curious. Um, you know, if it came up, yes. So I, you know, just to bring, I don't think I would bring it out of the blue to bring attention to it. Okay, and I would have normally agreed with you, and this I disagree, because I think the earlier you can tell your kids what the choices of of past thinking of the future or or choices to avoid, not necessarily something you've mm-hmm. done. But choices to avoid, I think, is is better. Um, and I think about that when I think of the church and you're listening to general conference and you hear the word, you know, pornography or something. And I'm like, what? What did they just say? <laughs> yeah. Did they say that here? Right. It's like, it's and, like, or, or, you know, so you get, a, you get a little uneasy in the chair. You're like, mm, right. Mm. So like, I, it's I, like fast and testimony Sunday. Right. So it, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, you know, I, I guess... Um, and I use that word not so loosely, but I guess the Lord knows when the best time to start talking about stuff. And I mean, we're talking about to all age groups when we're talking about general conference or fast and testimony, like it doesn't matter. So I think the sooner they can avoid it because they're going to see it sooner than you did as a kid. Correct. Yeah, I like where you're going with this moose because I hadn't thought about that, but two, two schools of thought to that is one, um, like you said, they, they are hearing it sooner than we did. And so do you want them to hear it from, uh, you know, during general conference or do you want to hear them at school because they're going to get a different answer at school. Yeah. And oh, if yeah. they ask you, Hey dad, what does that mean? And you can explain it. And at the same time in the church does this consistently, you, you know, from primary on up, they teach them certain things. And so they can start learning what it's about early on. And, and some people may feel that it's indoctrination or whatever you want to call it. But all it is, is teaching somebody, okay, this is what we believe to be the truth. You need to, as you start to grow, start learning it now so you can seek it out and know what it means. And it's the same thing with, like you said, most pornography or tattoos. The earlier you teach them, the more they're gonna gonna soak in as they get older, and they're gonna want to know more about it. If, if I'm making sense, yeah. Not not inquire more about, it, but they're gonna be like, okay, I, I get what this is about. I'm gonna so when ask I get somebody to else. Where, yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. When I get to that Easter where it's become a question, I already have the answer. And, and by the way, somebody somebody just almost you know spit their uh, caffeine free Pepsi out when they're like, "Really? You're comparing pornography to the tattoos?" And uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I am. You know, only because it's it's two things that we don't do here in the house. And it could have been it could have been anything else. It doesn't really matter to me. It's just you know just one of those things where I'm always surprised to hear. I was I was shocked to hear it the first time I heard like pornography come out of uh, you know a general authority's mouth. 
uh, and General Crawford's like, what did he just say? Like, what? Does I, he know that word? Right. No, like, I'm like, <laughs> why are we talking about that? You know, cover that up. Cover that up. And then, Does you know. Does he know my kids are watching? Yes, exactly. So, you know, it's just, it's just a different time. And like I said, you know, the Lord knows the time to talk about the stuff, and they're going to hear about it or see it or, or something faster than we did, sooner than we did. And uh, that's why I ask, you know, every, every parent has to make these choices, no matter what it is, whether it's tattoos or, you know, uh, you know drinking tea. Go ahead, doesn't, say it. doesn't really matter. Say it. No, no, it doesn't really matter. So it's just one of those things you're, you're faced with and you got to discuss. So, I, But I, I do have a question to flip it to you guys yeah. on the tattoo subject. Um, so what happens, or what do you think, or what happens if a member is a member and gets a tattoo? Mm-hmm. Look, there are great What's... people. There are great people out there, and that I, I mean, great people like yourself that have tattoos. Um, and some people got them before. Some people get them after. You know, they make decisions. That's their own decision. They gotta, they gotta talk to, you know, um, you know, God about that. I, mm-hmm. For for me, it's about. I just made the decision a long time ago that I said, you know what, I'll never get one. And so, so everybody has to make their own decision. If they choose to get one, and I know plenty of members who have them. I also know plenty of non-members who have them. It doesn't change their status as a person or whether they're good uh, or bad. Um, th- there is a, uh, I think, I mean, look, it, you know, there were, there were sports players, you know, used to go through or, or you'd get like, you know, people, celebrities. Like, remember when the armband was the thing where you get this yes. tattoo around your arm? Like, and, yes. now, and now that's like, yeah. what? Do, don't do that. Like... Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's it's not in, you know? And so it's just one of those works. You got one of those? Yeah. It's like the, the work of art thing, you know? Like, no, that's that's not that was that's the way we used to do things. We don't do that anymore. Um, yeah, I gotta pick me and bell bombs when I was a kid. I'm not wearing them today, I can tell you <laughs> hey, that. Don't do that. Yeah, well wait, <laughs> give it another ten years. you you might get back on it. Um so now is your question like that or is it like, well, what you know, what happens to their membership? What hap- are they worthy? Yes, yes, and, yes. Those kind of questions, and I and I don't know the answer to that. I just know that I won't get it. I won't get one, so I don't. I'll, I'll never, you know, know unless uh, someone tells me. Mike, do you do you know? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that either. For sure, I would imagine a, a listener that we have can certainly let us know, like they, they've done before in the past. Um, but to my knowledge, it does not affect anything as far as the membership goes, um, because. Uh, we don't have those questions aren't asked to us for specific things like you know if we it, to be worthy to come, to take the sacrament or things like that it's not uh and i say that uh, for for people who aren't members um if we're not living a certain lifestyle or certain way there's certain things we're not able to participate in the church and i don't believe that's one of them at least not to my knowledge well i can i can tell you this i read something recently and somebody can and help me out if you've read this guys you know jump in if you haven't if maybe a listener has uh, heard this but i read something uh, recently where the church has said it's okay to go get a tattoo if it's um like for the maori uh, folks in New Zealand, you know how they'll get like, so I'll, I'll break that down a little bit simpler for you. Like, like, um, Maui from Moana. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, okay. So you know how they get the tribal tattoos that they Correct. do, but it's part of their culture. Well, um, I, I read something where the, the leaders have said it's, it's okay if, uh, if they do that, that, that doesn't, uh, they did not frowned upon if they do that because in their, in their culture, it's frowned upon when you don't have it, I think. I think they look at you going, oh, well, you, you haven't done that? Well, why not? Like, you should have, had, <laughs> you have you should have done you that already. You haven't made palm trees and... and like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So 
Um, so I thought that was an interesting step from the leaders of the church to be able to say that it was accepted and that was okay. I mean, that's that's an interesting that is, piece. Yeah, I had, that, that, that is interesting. So, um, so I'm, I have an appointment next week. Now I'm just playing, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> I have, Go I have, just so you know, it's been, because I was thinking about this earlier, it's been 13 years since I've gotten a tattoo. That was the last time I got a tattoo. And, and I don't have, you know, anyone who's gotten a tattoo, you know, it's one of those things where you, you kind of like get addicted to getting well, a tattoo. That's that. So that was the other thing. Uh, when I was younger, I thought about this because I thought about, okay, well, you know, my name's Moose, you know, I could get a tattoo on this arm over here with a, of a, of a moose, you know, like that would be, <laughs> that would be super cool, you know, right in my muscles, you know, and I would be <laughs> moose. And then yeah, it would definitely look like a cow now. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <Thank you>. Yeah, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> keep keep it above the belt, buddy. Um, uh, so then I thought, well, because it, as all things, as I see tattoos, usually people don't just stop at one. Because then, when you're out and about five years later, and you see a picture of another moose, and you're like, man, that one, that one looks really cool. And so you, then you look at your other arm, and you're like, hmm, you know what? Go ahead and put it over here. Go put put that on over here. <laughs> and so. And so you start getting more and more, and so you know you got to even right. it out. You just can't have one on this side and not on this side. Like yeah, it's a, it's unbalanced, right? And You're you feel right. yeah. Listen, from a person who has tattoos, that is absolutely the truth. See, wow. that is you get you get one, you get the compliments. Oh, that looks nice. Hey, you like the way you you pose in the mirror a right. couple of times, different right. spots, and then you're like, mm, I want to pose this way too. So then you <laughs> put one on that side. It is so the truth. But I'll tell you, 12, 13 years later. I have not had an urge. I've been in tattoo shops, I've seen people with tattoos. Tattoos are different now, and I don't have an urge. I don't have a desire. So, yeah. you know, I think it definitely pa- – it's a phase. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, and like I said, I, I, I read about the celebrities who have gone through, like uh, – I could name a few. Uh, I think um, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I said Marky oh, yeah. Mark because that was Marky the first Mark. thing that came to Nobody my head. Nobody knows who Marky Mark <laughs> and the Funky Bunch. Nobody yeah. knows who that is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, 50 Cent. Uh, you know, uh, Fitty. Sorry, I, I, I said I said Fitty Fifty for for all of everybody else. So uh, Fitty sent. You know, like they they were all going through and having these removed because it was uh, it, it it seemed like you know what I'm done with that. I don't want to be a, that be a part of my life anymore. And I thought that was interesting. Um, it's just it's just really interesting. So and they and, and according to these guys, the uh, the the. The number, and, and, and this really has nothing to do with the gospel, but the number of times they have to go and revisit to get them removed, it's so much more painful, it's so much mm-hmm. more expensive, and the process repeats over and over and over and over again uh, until it's all gone. So anyway, um, you know, that's, that's what I mean. You got to think about that, you know, long term going, mm, is that really what I want to go through? So, yeah, it's like me being addicted to being addicted to peanut M and M's. You know, it's like, you know, after after a couple of months of eating them every day, I'm like, yeah, do I really want to continue this? As I look down, I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? So probably. Hey, hey I can get you a couple bags if you want. I'm sure you could. I appreciate that. There's something that I've been noticing lately. People constantly want us to make us give more all the time. Charity in church is something that is, and I say charity, I'm talking about. Giving, whether it's service, whether it's financial, it's something that's uh, common. It's very common for members to give and just to do whatever, right? Uh, whatever's needed. And it, those who give, it's voluntary. The only thing that we have that we're asked to do consistently is our tithing, right? And tithing is one tenth, as it talks about in the scriptures. And that's something we have to give uh, 
10% of our increase. That's what we're asked to give. I say have to. We're asked to give that. And we can do other things through our fast offering, which we've talked about fasting. We, we could do without food and drink for a period of 24 hours. Um, and then whatever we would give for that food, uh, whatever we'd spend on that food, we'd give to the church. So there's lots of things that people are involved. The same with service. Whenever something's needed, we do it. There's church cleaning on a regular basis. We go do it. It's all volunteer stuff. Do you feel the need to be forced, Moose? So, uh, or, or, or Ben, when you guys drive down the street and somebody's holding up a sign that says, hey, anything helps, mm. um, you know, it, do, you feel, do you feel being forced to help that person is better or the volunteer system, which the, the church really participates in? Okay. So, Moose, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, let me go first on this if you don't mind, right. Moose. So, I struggle with that piece, just that last piece that you said. Right. Uh, you know, the sign holding or, the you know, whether you call it panhandling or whatever it may be. Um, that piece for me is a struggle. And I think I've had conversations off air with Moose about this, where do you give to that and hope that they're doing the right thing? Or is that not even our part to do? Um, so I think for me, when you think about that, I think that we all have good in us and we all going to do when we feel is the right way or the right time to do good. And I think that's natural. That's going to happen. The part that the part that I struggle with is when I feel that someone else says this is something you should do, and then and then that kind of makes me forced to kind of do it. Is that kind of like what you're asking? Yeah, or even when it was required. So we all pay taxes, right? We pay taxes for whatever reason that people. Okay, we'll we'll go with that. <laughs> so <laughs> I I guess what I'm getting at is I don't think we need to be forced to do anything. As people, we're naturally willing to do this. I agree. And, yeah, so it, it's, I, I don't think that we need to be required to do anything. I think that it's natural for us to want to give and share, whether it's financially or, or service. Moose has shared before where he's gone and helped during hurricanes or whatever the case is. And it wasn't because somebody came to Moose's house and said, you have to come. You need to, you need to give me three days of service. Well, he was the head of something there, so no, I just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, I was the ward uh, director for uh, uh, emergency preparedness, but I am no longer not, that. Not when you were young, though. I mean, you've done it when you were young. Yeah. That's correct. So I, I think that there is some truth there, but you know, not everyone. I think not everyone's like that. So there may be, there may be some guidelines to that. And I know you're trying to use us as a, as a, you know, a starting point, you know. But I think that there's some things you do have to have a guideline for. Uh, okay, so for me, it's uh, I, I find it tough with uh, with like uh, like Ben just said, talking about the panhandlers or what, however you refer to them as, and holding up a sign saying, "Hey, anything helps," or you know, without a job or whatever. I just for me, it's tough to go and and give to that. It's tough for me personally to. Now, having said that, uh, after leaving the conference uh, last week, and we were all, you know, tons and tons of members leaving the conference, and I saw a ton of people walk by a particular panhandler waiting in the middle of, a, you know, the street that a lot of people had to pass to go to their cars. And I did witness one person go and give her money, and uh, she looked very thankful for it. Uh, and it, it was a bishop, not in, not my bishop, but it was a bishop. And I know that because I know him and he gave her money. Now she, she seemed very thankful. And I guess to that, to that extent, you know, you think, well, whatever you do, that's going to be between you and the Lord. So if you decide to give, 
then whatever they do with it is on them. But if you are doing it with the honest intent that this is what I'm giving it for because I really think they're in need, then, you know, you're going to be blessed for that. The Lord is not going to hold blessings or withhold blessings from you because they're doing something bad uh, when right. they, they tricked you, you know, they were deceitful. Um, so to answer that question, I still find it hard because I have, I have too given uh, someone who I thought was in need, and then I saw what they did with it. Yeah. Um, mm. And so that, for me, I, I, that left a really bad taste in my mouth. And, uh, and although it you know, has never come back around, I just go, well, this is what I, I thought was going to happen anyway. Like, you know, what my general um, idea of these people that ask for these things, you know, that they're not being honest. And uh, sure enough, this person was not honest. And so I'm like, well, you know, okay. And well, that's what I told him when I saw him <laughs> again. And he asked me again for money. And I said, you know what? I don't have any, but thank you for being honest. And because uh, <laughs> that's all I could say, you know, I'm not going to give him money. Um, yeah, well, uh, am I forced? Or I don't know if we're ever, are we ever forced to? I mean, w- besides taxes, are we ever really forced to? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think you're forced to, but I think you're pressured to. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Okay. There may be something to that. Um, but I don't think we're forced. And I think, but I guess my, my point I'm getting at is I think we do better when we're not. That's correct. Uh, I do agree with given, that. When we are given the choice or opportunity to, we're nine times out of 10, we probably will choose the, the right thing to do. And like Moose said, whether or not the, on the other end, it's, it's done in, in being, through righteousness, I say righteousness, or what's done through the truth or not the truth, that's not up to us to decide. We're doing it because we feel it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Because uh, I've done it, and I'll, like Moose, I've done it and witnessed something that uh, was not okay, and then I've done it, and then it's been a good experience um, to where I see the res- I saw the result of, of me being able to help another another family or somebody else. So well, I, The reason why I say I think there should be guidelines or some sort, because I think sometimes we need help to kind of go in the right direction. Um, and I, the reason you just brought up the example with the young lady and with the crowdsourcing that they did there, I, I wonder if that wasn't there, would she have gotten the same attention or would she have gotten the same amount of, of help? You know, see, there's going to be people who are going to naturally give because that's the way they are. Mm-hmm. But will, the pressure piece is what I'm talking about is when they see something like that and it's in their face, then that pressure of saying, you know what, that is the right thing to do. Let me go ahead and do it rather than doing it out of the goodness of their heart just because. So that's that's the piece I'm saying. I, mm. I, I tend to think that having just been asked, not being forced to, but out of the goodness of your heart, Typically, we come together with when it's really serious. Like you see people that go, mm, that, that, that hits really close to home. I'm going to give. And what they give is much more than what they would give normally if they were being asked to give. Or not mm-hmm. asked to give, forced to give, mm-hmm. let's just say. Um, so I think that you come out of pocket more when you sympathize with someone. And I've seen a number of people you know, go through struggles and need that extra money. And it's come in handy for them. But I think that, that, they, that they need it and you come out of pocket for it. So if it were a tragedy in your city or in the, in the United States, in your own country, wherever you might be, um, you know, there's a tragedy that happens, whether it's Notre Dame, you know, catching fire by an accident or, or whatever, you know, people come out and they go, you know what, I want to make a difference and here's how I'm going to do it. I think that's huge. Or whether it be the kids that were stuck in the well, uh, not the well, the caves, um, you know, a couple of oh, months yeah. back. You know, th- 
like people come out of everywhere going, how can we help? How, what can we do? And so when you see those tragedies happen, I think people are really, their hearts are in it, which I love. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm the same way. Um, but I think when we're forced to, we, we sometimes, or we're, when we're, uh, you know, really strongly encouraged <laughs> to, <laughs> then it's like we, we, we resist more. And so then we're, then we're like, okay, well, you know, you're asking for this much in taxes because you're going to take it. Well, I'm not giving mm-hmm. you a penny more. Like, you know, so it's really uh, it makes you mad, you know. Um, it's kind of yeah, like it's that. exactly right. And that, I guess that's exactly what I'm getting to, Moose. And as an example, the perfect example is Puerto Rico when, you know, it, it went through the hurricane issues. It had some devastating effects there, some horrible effects. And I wonder if they would have set up a crowdfunding piece or something to donate, even if it was through the government, something for people to donate to, if they would have gotten a lot more funding than just having to go through Congress and say, hey, we're going to pass this bill. I think that you'd be surprised, like you're saying, if we just said, you know what, we need help. Hmm. What can we do as human beings to help these other people who are in dire need? And I think that, that, like you said, Moose, the effects and the efforts are so much more greater given the option versus being forced to do something. I, I think that's with anything though, right? Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I think that is with anything. Uh, I think you're absolutely right with the Puerto Rico piece. And I think, I think it's with anything that's, that it is a tragedy or is tragic or hits close to home. Um, I think when you make public awareness of it and, you know, there's the story behind it, um, you know, people, people sympathize, but we're, we're a, we are creatures of sympathy and empathy, and 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 when you look at that and you 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 relate to it, yes, you're going to naturally do it and want to do as much as you can, whether it be a service or whether it be financial. Um, so I get that piece. Um, I think uh, I guess what I was trying to get at is if so is if there wasn't an awareness, if there was not an awareness, um, would it have gotten as much traction is the piece. And I think the awareness piece for me is how I say uh, the pressure piece. So Mm. the awareness and the pressure for me can kind of fall in the same line because people sometimes say, well, Moose is donating and Mike is donating. and, and, And I look at it like, man, uh, that is the right thing to do. I guess I should donate as well. There's people who think that way. And so so I'm like, so is that a forced piece or is that a pressure piece? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, peer pressure is real. So if if I know that, you know, 10 people are doing it, I may also go, well, you know, 10 people are doing it. They don't need me. Mm. Good wow. Point. Well, that's a good Yeah, and then look at it that way either. Yeah. So, so it's, just, it's just one of those things that... I, I think that it, you, you got to be able to do it from the heart. If you do it from the heart, and of course, and we could do it from the heart and be broke by tomorrow. So we got to use good sense at it. <laughs> you know, this and, is true. And and, uh, and I think you're opening a crowdsourcing. I think. Well, I think that more than crowdsourcing, I think that's appropriate in some things. But in other things, I think it just goes to to show, hey, you don't you you need money, yes. But I, the, the same thing from uh, from a gospel standpoint of going. Um, I can give you that, or I can show you how. I can give you fish, or I can show you how to fish. You know, I can show you how to do it, and I think that's more impressive and as long sustaining than just giving them. Hey, well, here's a fish. Now, you know, rather than teaching them how to fish. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's you guys said exactly what I need to say. <laughs> um, well, listen, um, everybody. Thanks for joining us uh, on this episode. We hope you had fun. We hope uh, that we somehow 
uh, <laughs> made your drive to work or drive home or, or a little easier to, to make today. But, um, or if you're just listening to the computer at home, uh, we hope you had uh, some good times uh, and laughs with us. I think that's, that's the other thing. If I laugh too much, I'm sorry. But <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Um, and listen, uh, we'll be back next week uh, and we'll have some more discussion. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let us know what you think. Podcast. You can send an email. Podcast at everydaywomanpodcast.com. That's all you have to do. And we'll get it. So for now, um, we say au revoir. Thanks for joining us, guys. You have been listening to Everyday Moment Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us, podcast at everydaymomentpodcast.com.